You're listening to the GGC Life Podcast, weekly messages from our Sunday services. We hope this message encourages you. Be blessed. Woo! I'm really, 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 really excited. He's been bl- so for those who you, who don't know, we've actually been in a three-week series called Seasons, and uh, I know a lot of people have been blessed. Who's been blessed by this amazing series? Only five. I feel good at the moment. <laughs> no, I'm joking. You've been blessed. Nathan kicked us off with talking about the cloud. Do you remember the cloud? And, 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 and you know, God's protection and provision is guiding us to exactly where God has called us to be. And then um, last week, we had a killer of a message by the swaggiest pastor in our church. I think he did pretty good, um, me, and um, spoke about the now and not yet. And you know, we can be in a position and a moment in life where in this season, we're, we're in this now moment, but we're not experiencing the not yet. And so this morning, we're going to conclude our series. Aww. You really sound sad and upset. We're going to conclude it in a strong way. And I believe in this season and in this series, this part, we're, we're from the now and we're heading into our not yet. And the title of my message this morning is... Drum roll, please. Oh, yeah. Come on. Come on. Let's hear it out. The title of this message is Conquerors in a Settler's World. Because who knows that we are called to be more than conquerors. In in Romans 8, I'm jumping the gun, but in Romans 8, Jesus is, this is Paul and he's speaking and he's saying, what shall we, what shall we say in response to all these? If God is for us, say, God is for me. Declare it. God is for you. He's for me. If he is, you don't have to declare this whole thing, but if he's for you, then who can stand against you? There is nothing on heaven. Well, no, because heaven is for you. There's nothing on earth. There's nothing in hell. There's nothing that can stand against you. Things might rise up. Demons might come and might shadow over you, but they can't stand against you. Why? Because God is for you. You know what? Make sure God is backing you. Make sure you're in his alignment, in his plan, because it's when he backs you, when he's for you, nothing can stand against you. And then he continues going down. And he goes, in in the last one, in 37, he goes, no, in all these, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Say it with me. More than conquerors. Actually, church, can I confess, this is a bad title for a series because it just says that we're conquerors. And Jesus says, no, you are more than conquerors here this morning, church. You are more than. That's who we're going to be. So you're ready told you, lean in, lean in, lean in. You know, we live in a settling world. We live in a world where we just settle. We're just happy to play the safe game. Just, just you know what, let's just let's play it safe. Because we don't, what, we want to play it safe. And God is saying, don't play safe. Because faith is not spelled S-A-F-P. It's not even spelled R-A-S-K. It's actually F-A-I-T-H. Yeah, anyway. But we've settled. And you know what? I've actually found some real-life footage of a family that talks about how they've settled. And this is, this is my, I'll show you first-hand proof how we've settled. Watch the screens. Lights, camera. Impossible 
for you to become a police officer. Right. There's never been a bunny cop. No. Bunnies don't do that. Never. Never. You know, you know what? No, that's it. That's it. You know what? I love what it says. It goes, it goes, it's going to be hard. It's going to be impossible. Why even try? We've never seen a bunny cough. You know, people might tell you at school, I was told, don't even bother. In my year 12, in my year 12 geography class, geography class, I said, hey, don't even bother packing up your bags because you're going to fail your HTC. You're coming back next year, Sal. Don't even bother. It's impossible. And I go, I thank God that's impossible because with God, all things are possible and he breaks down and he makes us things that everyone says we couldn't because we are more than conquerors but there's a big but in the way say but there's a big but because we can get in the way for them partnering everything he has for us and if we start to decide to settle yeah we can quote scripture yeah we can say we're more than conquerors but if we settle and have this attitude of oh man Say lovey. If that makes sense. I'm just gonna let God do his thing and if he wants to use me, he's gonna use me. And God's like, I've given you two legs, I've given you two arms, I've given you a brain. Some of us have got bigger brains. I would love to have some of your brains. And he says, No matter what you have, I have given you all you need to see my plan outworked in your life. So don't want that someone else's gift. I've gifted you for what you have. So however you are made. Run with that. That's how you're going to conquer. Amen? Come on. So what do we do? What do we do? The first thing we do, the first thing we do is that we don't settle for what was. We fight for what is. We're not settling for what was. We're fighting for what is. You see, the children of God in the Old Testament they settled, and they settled hard. And you know what? Settling hard, there ain't no happy place in settling hard. And, and, and we find in Zephaniah 1, 12, 14, they've settled because they're under this rulership and this evil empire, this evil king, and the people have just gone, I've given up. Like, I, I'm just under slavery. I'm in a situation where nothing's changing. Have you ever been there where you're just like, yeah, but Sal, I'm under, the, like, and what does, the, the prophet here is a minor prophet, and he goes, and it shall come to pass that at the time I will search Jerusalem with lamps and punish the men who are settled in complacency, who say in their heart, the Lord will not do good, nor will he do evil. I will punish God does not call us to settle. Even when it looks like all else is failing, even when it looks like you have no idea where I'm at, he's saying, rise above, rise above, don't get complacent, remember who I am. You see, we can't believe that what is today is going to still be there tomorrow. We can't have this attitude like, this is just the way I am, and it's just the way it is. Some things will change if God is saying, you can do it, you can break through. Don't settle just because it's today. It doesn't have to be my tomorrow. It was my past. It was my today. Ain't happening no more. It's not going to be my tomorrow. Amen? Amen. We don't need to stay there. You know what? You know, you, you know what can cause us to settle? Sometimes it's that fear of failure. Have you ever failed in life and gone, man, I ain't doing that again? Like I remember when I first... Um, 
I, I rode my bike for the first time without training wheels. Mum was there in the backyard cheering me on. Go, Salvatore, you can do it. You know, like proud, her little boy who was, I think, 15 at this point in life. And um, because I was always afraid, I'd settled. I'm staying in my training wheels. I'm staying all protected. I'm protected. And then, and then I got on my bike and I'm riding down this thing. What felt like 10 minutes was literally 30 seconds. And what happens? I'm driving off and then I crash and I fall over. I don't want to do it again. And my mom's like, get up, Salvatore. You're in your 10, what are you doing? And, and, and <laughs> my mom believed in me. <laughs> Don't settle when you fail. Don't settle. You know what one thing trolls have taught me in life? Hey, I'm not giving up today. There's nothing getting in my way. Because if you knock, knock me over, I will get back up again. Why? Because it's not by might. It's not by power, it's by His Spirit that raises us up and goes, hey, get up, you can do it again. How many times do I have to tell my son, hey, get up, you've stacked it on that scooter, get up, don't settle that you're never going to ride it, get up, get up, get up. We need to get up and rise again, amen? You know, last week, can, can I share an amazing testimony that wasn't in a, last week, I was just chatting with someone this morning, and she said, hey, can I share your amazing testimony? I'm like, of course you can. Last week, the church prayed for us. We filled out a prayer request for a passport and financial provision. I was like, oh, yeah. And she goes, our passport came through. I was like, oh, that's really good, right? She goes, Sal, you have no idea about this circumstances of this passport. It was impossible for it to happen. This is not an ordinary passport. Like the government, they said to me, don't give up. Just don't, don't have hopes. You're not going to get it. It's not happening. And then this person said, I needed over $10,000 to be in my account at this stage. So I, and she goes, I pressed in. I believe you wouldn't believe it's out the next day. Money in my bank account. Passport has been declared. She didn't settle. The impossible should not make you settle. It should make you rise above and go, God before me. What's 10 grand for him? But that's only if you don't give up and you fight for it sometimes we just got to fight for it so what happens when we become complacent we can easily fall in in, in an area so, so we settle in a complacent area that was designed to take you and I out from the race and we don't even know it's meant to do that we're going to look at Judges 16 it happened to a man called Samson and Samson Judges 16, story about Samson. You see, he was a, he was a Nazarite from birth. That means, that means from the day he was born, he was already called. He was already set apart to be a vessel for God. Hey, he was chosen. And he goes, and, and this is the story. He looks at Lucas and he goes, well, Samson. And God's like, hey, I've set you apart. And he was one of the judges before they had kings in Israel. It's like, I've set you apart, right? And I'm going to need you to lead my people. I need you to fight for my people. And, and, and this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to give you this supernatural strength. You're going to be the strongest man on earth, Lucas. Okay? But there's a couple of conditions. Don't go and eat dead things. Yeah? Don't eat certain foods. And do not cut your hair. Okay? So that's all he had to do. Simple. And what does he do? If you read the book of Samson, he had a calling. He had a destiny. In the book of Judges, if you look at Samson's life, he, he played around with things he was never, ever, ever meant to play with. And he settled for the lesser things than God had for him, which eventually took him out of the race. But, but God 
was able to restore him. And we're going to look at his story. Is that okay? So it's found in Samuel 16. Oh, Samuel. I keep saying Samuel. No, I didn't. Judges. 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 Where are we? 16. So, so here we are. He's, 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 um, he's in the enemy's camp. He's, he's in the Philistine camp. So he was meant to protect the children of Israel from the Philistine camp. Like, I'd be thinking, what the heck are you doing in camp? Oh, wait, you're in for battle. You're in, you know, the, the Troy movie? You're in, and you're going to take him on the inside. But it says he, he was with a prostitute called Delilah. And, 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 uh, and you know, she wanted, she, she was there to take him out, and he didn't even know it. You know, some things in our lives are there to take you out, and you don't even know it. And sometimes we need to open our eyes to God and go, God, what, what actually, is this meant to take me out? Because she was there to take him out. And, and she kept nagging him and prodding him day after day after day until he was sick to death of it. And he goes, because she's saying, hey, what's your weakness? You're so strong. And, and you got to understand, this is like the third time now she's asked him. Like the first time he, he says something, and this is how you'll, I'll lose my strength. This is what's going to happen. And then she tells him. He tells her, and she does it, exactly what he says, and gets beaten up, but he's too strong and smashes it. He does it three times. You would think by now that after like the third time, you'll be waking up going, hang on a second, everything I tell you, you're actually coming against me, and I'm actually losing this fight. But some of us, our heads are not in the game because we're in around an area where we're not meant to be. And so the last time, he goes, if you cut my hair, my power's all gone. And then all of a sudden, she ties him up. She, she puts him to sleep. He sleeps on her lap, it says. They cut their hair. And, and, and then it says, he, he got up. This is the scariest part of the, of the Bible, I think. He got up and he went to do what he originally had done before, but he didn't know that the Lord had left him. You know, sometimes we play around the mud for too long. The, the cloud's gone. We get up and we do the exact same thing we did before. It's like, what happened? The enemy came, gouged his eyes out, defeated him because he played around areas that he shouldn't have played. How? Because he settled. Church, let's rise up. Let's start to notice the things in our lives that are holding us back from God's calling because he's prophesied over your life. He's called you. He's equipped you. And now he's like, hey, get out. Get out of that place. Get out. There are some people you just need to leave behind. Some people are holding you back. Some mindsets are holding you back. And you just need, no, Delilah, get away from me. Cast her aside. And move into everything he has. But you have to make that choice, right? When we settle for the standard, we settle for the less and not God's best. And I know it rhymes, but it's so true because we start to do it our own way. How do you think Ishmael was made? Abraham settled in his faith and got the lesser and not the best, which was Isaac. But you know what? Can I encourage you for a moment? You might be feeling that I've made an Ishmael, that I'm far too gone, but I love that God is a God who restores, who brings you up and goes, hey, you might have done an Ishmael, but I'm raising you up because I'm giving you another chance. And Isaac is still in you, and he wants to bring it out of you. You just have to go, yes, I repent, and I move forward. If you're in here and you've settled, can I encourage you? Get up. Get up. All you need to do is get off your seat, determine in your heart, I'm pushing forward. Amen? Thank you. You like it? I'm fighting for you as a church. 
Like, as one of the pastors here, we, we, we're, um, we're, we're heading off to our second point in two seconds. You know, I have another five seconds in this point. As a church, you know what? We're not settling. We've determined as elders in our hearts that God has so much more for GGC life. It means all of you in this room and those who aren't yet in this room, God has more for us. So we're not going to settle to the ways of this world and conform to the, the church. It's just going to be an empty place. The Western church is dying. You might as well give up. We're not settling. We're actually going harder. We're going stronger. We're moving up the mountain. 2019 has more for us. And not one of you is going to be left behind. Why? Because we're not going to settle for what was in the past. We're going to fight for what is to come over our lives. Amen? Amen. Point number two. You need to win the war within. That enables you to silence the other voices that want to cause you to settle. How many times how many times you want to do something great for God? But there's always that friend and they're pulling you at the back. You know, you, you, want it, you want to go forward, you want to conquer, but there's a friend, there's someone else. They, they're pulling you. Why? Because they've got this pie mentality. I was telling the morning crew, you know, they think, oh man, if you go forward, if you get blessed, there's nothing left for me. And I'm saying, you know what? Can I keep bring you up here, bro? Come on, let's give it a hand for Lucas. This is Dee's fiance to be one day very, very soon. But you know what? You, you know what? When we haven't won the battle on the inside and we haven't determined what God is saying through us, we're going to hear all the voices around us pull me bro don't pull me too high it's a good shirt it's got no holes in this one brother I want to keep it that way pull pull and so I want to conquer I want to go forward but Lucas is holding me back and so I have that's better I've got two choices to make I've got two I can allow him to continue I can pull him up with me and actually bring me on this journey whether he likes it or not or I can allow him to pull me back into where he's called where, where, where I'm not meant to be but that's if you lose the battle within, then you lose the battle out there. When I know what's in here, you see, we got to talk ourselves into the things God has for us in the beginning. Oh, we've talked ourselves. You know, as a kid, you used to talk to yourself. You know how crazy you were? I used to talk to yourself. And then what did our parents do? You know, our parents are like, oh, is that your imagination? Is that your imaginary friend? You know, you just talk. And all of a sudden, we grow up in this world, and we're told not to speak to ourselves. You're crazy if you speak to yourself. And then we come to a point where we stop speaking to ourselves, and we believe these lies in our heads. And then all of a sudden, we're thinking, why are we heading in this direction? Because you haven't been speaking yourself back into the direction God has called you to be. So if you're watching on Facebook, if you hear, start speaking to yourself go out into the street and start speaking to yourself people will think you're a nut job but that's okay because you know what normal isn't working i don't want to be normal i'm going to start declaring his goodness over my life that was free let's start point two win the war within Judges, we're back in Judges 6, 12 to 19. Now, here's a man who really needed to talk to himself up. He's a man who felt so low about himself. He, the voices were still speaking around him, and he hid in the, in, in, he hid in the wine press. He just hid from the fight ahead. You see, the, the children of Israel were, were being taken over by the Midianites, that's just a background story. And, and he escaped. This guy freaks out. He's like, nah, man, I'm not having this. I'm just running away because it's too hard. Hey, when it gets too hard, don't run away. Run to it. 
Just run against it. Anyway, that's another sermon for later. Anyway, Judges 6, it says here in verse 12, that an angel appears. Full stop. If an angel appears to you, just listen to what the angel says. Don't start to argue with an angel. If anyone sits with an angel and argues, I would love to know the outcome. But anyway, he goes, The Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. At this point, he did not feel like a mighty man of valor. He felt like a little, you know, sometimes we speak where I encourage, this is what I do, and I, and I say things and people speak over, you don't feel like it. Just because you don't feel like it doesn't mean it's not the truth of your life, amen? So because he turns around and he goes, mighty man of valor, and Gideon said to this angel, please, sir, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are all his wonderful deeds that our fathers recounted to us? He sounds like a complete whinger right now. If I was the angel, I would have smacked him over the head. And he goes, did the, not Lord, did the Lord not bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and has given us into the hands of, of Midian. And then the Lord turned to him and said, go in this might of yours and save Israel from the hand of Midian. Don't, do not I send you. You know, sometimes you got to hear that. Do not I send you. Did I not call you? Did I not first speak to you? Then why are you whinging in the corner when you have the power within you to go out? And you know why I'm preaching like this? Because sometimes we need to rehear it again because the world will tell you otherwise. But I'm here to tell you, if God has called you, he's equipping you. He's already given you all you need. You just need to do it. And trust in him. You know, he had to fight an army of thousands with 300 men. And he won. Why? Because God had called him. But he had to win this war within. He had to determine, can I do this or can I not do this? And sometimes, man, I failed so many times. I get off a, a sermon preach and I just go, that was the worst message ever. And right there and then I got to determine, hey, you know what? No, no, I'm getting back up. I'm picking up the mic and I'm continuing forward because I'm not going to si I'm silencing the negativity around me. Who wants negative people around them? Hands up. No one does. So let's silence them around. And be loving when you silence people. Don't actually go up to someone and go, hey, bro, you're negative. I don't want to hear it because that's not going to turn out well. But anyway. But what about if you're in a state where, you know what I'm called? There's victories upon me. Yeah, I'm conquering. Rah, rah, rah. Sal, you have no idea what my secret life is like. No one does. And it's bad. How can God possibly use a sinner like me? I'm meant to be this and I'm not. Can I, can I just say, you're not alone and you're in good hands. Because God will use anyone who is willing. You see, Paul had this moment in Romans 7. Here he's crying this. This is a guy who, who's established churches, who, who, who's written our New Testament, pretty much most of it, and he says this. So I find this law at work. Here, here is hard. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. 
For in my inner being, I delight in God's word. I delight in him. I want to be with him. But I see something at work in me. And it's waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body? You know, sometimes we can feel trapped in our sins. We can feel trapped in our own our own devices. And, and we feel like the battle's too hard, Sal. You have no idea what the journey looks ahead of me. And I go, don't worry worry about the journey ahead of me. Decide to fight it in the now, in the today, because that's when the grace is anew. Every day, there's a war waging in. If you feel like you're unqualified for this, Christ has qualified you, because the undefeated one lives inside of you. You, Mr. Curtis Nakotra, are an amazing, faithful man of God. You, I said this to him, but I want to publicly say it. If, you were meant to, if there was meant to be, you know, we do volunteer of the day and all that, bro, you would get most improved, amazing, I hate that word most improved, I don't like that. But bro, you have gone through so much and become your own identity as a man. You're not living under the shadows of anyone around you and your brother. And bro, you're the most faithfulest guy in the world. Like every time you play on the drums, it's a prophetic sound going out. I love the fact that you never give up, that you continue going forward, man. And you are a role model to my kids. And I want to say thank you. You are a role model to so many kids in this place. Continue on the path, bro. You're amazing. All right, so real quick, real quick, how do we do this? Number one, take control of your thoughts, okay? Take a control of your thought. Actually sit down, get a book out, and write what these thoughts are. Write them, write them, write them. Don't be afraid of them, write them. Because once they're exposed, you can do something with it. Once they're exposed in the light, they don't have any power over you. If you write them down, what you're hearing, what you're thinking, what you're believing. You see, we're meant to take captives our thought. That means to take control, put them in a controlled environment. You know what? When they're in your mind, it's not control. This is going to look silly on Facebook, but it's like my son. When he wakes up, there's no control over him. He's like, just going crazy. And in my mind, these thoughts that they're going, but the moment they're on paper, they're just on paper and I've controlled them. They're not jumping around anymore. And the second thing you do is this. You write something else that's against it. Take a word out of Scripture. And you start declaring truth over it. And then you write it down. And then the moment that thought comes back, look at what you wrote afterwards. Now you're no good. Actually, I'm, I am good. I'm created to do this. You're worthless. No, actually... I'm chosen. I'm not forsaken. I am, you know, we have to say that over and over and over. If we do that, we win our war. We win our war in here and we're loosed to conquer in life. Good? Is that all right? All right. Last point. Last point. Let's not get sidetracked. No detours allowed. There are no, in the conquering world, hey, if you don't want to conquer, take the detours. Go for it. But if we're conquering, and we're conquering, aren't we, church? There are no details allowed. We give this our all. We give it everything we have got. 
Jesus says in Luke 14, you can read it, because if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father, mother, wife, children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, you cannot be my disciples. He's saying, hey, you know what? If you, you got to give it your all. There is a cost to be paid. You don't build a tower and don't think about, hey, how long is this going to take? Do I have what it takes? Can I just say the core? There is going to be a cost on your life, but it's ever so worth it. There are things that he can do through you that you're going to go, how did that even happen? You think I'd be here preaching if it wasn't for Jesus in me and changing me from this insecure, weak kid who got bullied in school because he had the chicken legs that were littler than chickens? What? What are you talking about? I've got big legs, thank you very much. Hey, hey, hey. He brought me through so much. He's brought you through so much. Don't quit ahead. You know, I, I, um, we, we sing this song, and it's really cool. But 15 years ago, I made a decision in my heart, and we're going to be able to give you a chance to make that in, in a few moments. But I decided this. I have decided... Come on, sing it out. I have decided. What? In Facebook, sing. No. Well, we love him, Jesus, don't we? And we all believe it. We all sing it. But what we don't realize is that we're not turning back. I have decided to follow Jesus, but I'm turning left. I'm turning right. We put detours on the way to where we're meant to be. And we do that ourselves. We stop coming to church. We're, hey, if this, if I'm stepping on toes this morning. Fine, I've been stepping on for the past two weeks. So tomorrow, next week, I won't. But hey, not going. I'm not committed to the house. I'm not planted. I'm not, you know, you know, I put a detour. I got hurt. I got this. I got that. And I've taken my way. And I'm detouring out to exactly where God has called us. But God is such a graceful God. He's such a loving God that He goes, despite your detours, I'm going to put my own detours in your detour path. I know this is a really weird part. But He's going to put detours on your path to get you back to where He's called you to be. If only we would recognize the signs that He puts up. And guess what? This sermon is a sign for some people in this room. Why do I do this? Because my heart is that out you, the church, will grow from strength to strength. Not allowing detours to stop us. You know, it is possible to waste your life. It's possible to waste. Even as Christians, we can waste our life. You know, fewer things make me tremble with the thought that I could waste this one life I'm given. You know, we hear sermons, people get up, you know, you don't want to get to your bed and get to your deathbed and go, I should have stayed in the offices more and things like that. You know, you've heard that before. But, you know, I've decided in my heart, when, I, when it's time for me to go meet Jesus, these are three things that I want to contend for. Can I share them? I've resolved that in the end of my life, I want to be used by God. I want to use my God-given talents and gifts to serve Jesus well. I want to show my kids and my wife unconditional love. And I want to make sure that I was able to influence someone's life for the better. I know my why to what I do here on earth. What's your why? 
What's your why? The why fuels your what. When you understand the why, the what doesn't seem so bad. We can have a connect group full of 30 people in our little two-bedroom unit, hey babe, and have seven kids running around, trashing the house, and in a moment, oh my connect group, where are you guys? You guys are the best. I love you guys. I don't care. We can have 100 people in my unit. We'll probably suffocate. But um, I know the why behind the what. And the why is that people are being pastored, shepherded, loved, this community that's built. Man, when I know my why, we'll do anything. We'll go above and beyond. We will make sure that I give it my all. Why? Because the why fuels the what. The why is the mission. To know Christ is the vision. To make him known. That is what we are all about. When we understand the why in our lives, the what, I'm happy to take on the what. There's things that play. But if we don't, we get distracted and we get pulled off course. And distraction, at least... The dangerous kind that we're talking about is this, is shifting our attention from something greater importance to something lesser and has no eternal value anyway. We give it our all. We jump right in, I jump right in, if I love, yeah. But we do. And for some of us, we've jumped back out. And I want to encourage our God is the God of second chances. He wants more for your life. He loves you. He has called you. He has equipped you. Will you say yes to him this morning? Will you make sure that we don't allow detours to stop us? Make sure that we win the war within. Silence the voices. Silence them. You have the opportunity. You, have the, you can do it. God's given you a lips. He's given you his word. Silence them. Win the war within. And the first one is don't settle. Don't settle. When the world says, you can't afford a house, don't settle. God is your provider. God is the God of the abundance. God is the one that can bless you multiply so you can buy your house. Don't settle for what the world has. Push forward for what God has. Amen? Ben, come up. Why don't we stand? I pray I've inspired you. I pray this has stirred you. There's a stirring. I feel like I'm on my tippy toes. I get excited because this is truth. So whatever you're facing right now, I want to pray over you and that God will stir your heart to do something about this morning. I don't want to hear a, I don't, I don't want to hear a good message. I want to be stirred to action. Don't you? Don't you want to be stirred to action? So that means we do something. So Father, right now, we just lift our hands and hearts to you. You've called us to be more than conquerors in a settler's world. We're not pitching up tenty, Father. We're only passing through. So I just ask right now, Holy Spirit, reveal in our hearts in this season to take our what's next, to take our next step, whatever it looks like. Reveal to us what we need to do. Where have we settled? Have we settled in our walk with you? You remember when you first get saved? You just want to, you want to tell the world. You buy the t-shirt, you buy the stickers for your car, you get tattoos. Well, you shouldn't, but you, sh- you know, I'm not, I'm not saying anything about that. But hear me out. You just want to tell the world about Jesus. And then 10 years later, we settle. Hey, it's happened to me. Where have we settled? 
with our walk with God. Maybe you used to believe for the signs and wonders, you used to believe for miracles and healings to take place, and all of a sudden, I'm going, I'm not even going to pray about it anymore. I've, I've stopped praying. Where have we settled? What voices, are, uh, what voices are surrounding our heads right now? Why bother? You've gone too far. Hey, there's no such thing as going too far in Him when He wants to. He leaves the 99 for the one. Win that war within. Fight. He's got more. If, if you're not seeing the more, take those roadblocks out of the way. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Father, right now, Holy Spirit, reveal more, 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 more. Come heal hearts where we've settled, Lord. I thank you there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus, that you love us. So right now, I pray, Father, for anyone who needs to just repent from that, that you would just heal their hearts. Show them how much you love them. You love them so much that you send a little sweaty Italian boy from Sicily to come and tell them that they are worthy, that they are worth it, that you died on the cross for them. We decide 2019, 2020, 21, we're not holding back no more. We're taking ground. We're climbing the mountain. Spirit's going to, Holy Spirit, come help us climb the impossible. We're taking on our Everests. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You've been listening to the GGC Life Podcast. We hope this message has encouraged you. For more, please visit our website, ggclife.com or email us, ggclife at ggclife.com. From our house to yours, be blessed.